Blog Talk Radio. Texas, I right. didn't see that coming, but uh, 
Home dogs in college football, you'd be surprised how many times the home dogs win these games. Uh, Washington, Auburn, two ranked teams, two top ten teams, Vinny. Auburn got the job done. The higher seed, but not, you know, 9-6, not crazily uh, differently ranked there. What did you see out of Auburn, though? I saw an SEC team beating a non-SEC team. That's what I saw. This is one of the better games of the day. Washington's a really good team, uh, but Auburn, they're going to be right there with it. They're always the team that usually gives Alabama their only loss of the season. Auburn, they're a good team, and they face Washington, and they're going to take Washington 16. Auburn's already starting their push into the college football playoff. You mentioned Penn State uh, and the Appalachian State game. Notre Dame-Michigan, Vinny, uh, again, two ranked teams here. Michigan's offense was abysmal. Uh, Seven of the 17 was a kick return. So, I mean, there's some trouble there. Abysmal is an understatement, Mike. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I'm very disappointed because I was a big believer in Michigan. I know their schedule is really hard, but I was a big believer in Michigan because of Shea Patterson. Wait, are you a believer, though, or is this going back to the Notre Dame hate? I definitely hate Notre Dame, but I thought Michigan Uh, had a shot to go to the national title despite being in that Big Ten with Wisconsin and Ohio State. But I love the fact that they finally had a quarterback the Michigan program. This is a team that always had a great defense, great run game, but they never had a quarterback. I thought bringing in Shea Patterson from Ole Miss, this guy was going to be the real deal going in there. I thought he was going to smoke, put up, you know, a lot of points on the scoreboard against Notre Dame. He did not. He didn't even look good. He actually exited the game after a couple hits. He looked terrible. He was not who was built up to be. And Michigan is back to having a mediocre quarterback and a mediocre program. Again, another game I watched because of betting reasons, and he ended up shutting it off early. LSU-Miami. I mean, you want to mm. talk about the turnover chain? It was a turnover <laughs> joke, Vinny. LSU had their way with them. And anybody who says, look at the score, no, that was a lot of garbage time garbage points. Time. Yeah, absolutely. LSU yeah. manhandled Miami last Once night. again, SEC versus the non-SEC team. That is the dominant, the dominant alpha male uh the conference in college football. So anytime you see an SEC team and LSU is getting three points here, Miami, once again, another one of those schools who fall overly ranked. Yeah. Miami, Notre Dame and Penn state. Those are just schools that all rank a little too high. Notre Dame won the other two schools. Well, Penn state won, but they really lost. That's terrible for their resume there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, LSU had their way. Like you said, the score does not re- resemble no. what it was out there. LSU, they have a great running back over there. Yeah. Like they seem to produce very good running backs these days. Yep. And they went out there, and they were even better on defense because they were making the turnover left and right. The turnover chain turned into a turnover towel for LSU. Uh, so many out of the ones I just picked out here, you have Texas ranked team losing. Uh, I'm not going to include Washington because that's a tough game. So let's right. go Texas, Michigan, I am because, listen, they, they need to beat Notre Dame. So Michigan, Miami, and Texas, who had the worst weekend of the three? Michigan, Miami, or Texas? Yeah. I'm really disappointed in Michigan because now they don't sell me as a good team at all. Uh, I think I think Miami had the worst I loss agree, of man. all, That's honestly, because they uh, they turned the ball over. They were yeah. really, really sloppy in that game. Michigan, despite playing bad, only lost by seven points. Right. So, I mean, I'm going to have to go Miami, because they just look like the biggest crap out of those three. I completely agree with you. And I didn't like the call earlier, the kid getting ejected for headhunting or targeting, whatever the hell You're it gonna is. You're going to see so I much of that. I hate that rule, man. And, uh, and you know what? It's going to change the, the landscape of the NFL as well. I know you don't get the ejection in the NFL, yeah. but I mean, these penalties are game-changing in college. They, it's very, very strict. It's no joke. You're ejected from the game. Yeah, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the call. I thought that was, uh, you know, kind of deflating early on, especially for them. So, uh, Vinny, how do we do betting this week with the picks? We went two and one. Two and one. Three and one on the year. Three and one on the year. Not too bad. We'll take that. It's a good start. Uh, and I have a play for tonight. We have a very yes. big game as well. FSU is taking on Virginia Tech. That's a 20 seed versus a 19 seed. And I'm going with the under in this game. 
Uh, I know a lot of people like Florida State's offense, but Virginia Tech is one of those teams that kill clock. They like running the ball. And I think the uh, over-under, I forgot what it set that at, 54. 54 was the over-under. I'm going to go with the under here tonight on the primetime game. A lot of jitters with everybody. I don't see a lot of turnovers happening. So, therefore, clock's going to be running under 54 tonight. We're going to go for 4-1. and one. And I'm actually on MSU uh, Moneyline. So, uh, They're seven-point favorites tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, I laid them with uh, – couple NFL teams coming this Sunday, uh, the Saints and um, the Ravens. I mean, once I heard Nate Peterman starting, I am all on Oh, yes, the and you also Ravens. posted on uh, our Twitter, which I, I'm telling you right now, our Twitter is becoming such a fantasy powerhouse. Yes, you want sir. to be listening to this man. This is the face behind that Twitter. Uh, pick up the Baltimore Ravens defense if they weren't drafted because I know a lot of people go out there, they do the matchups, yep. which is a smart move. I think that's one of the better strategies sure. uh, of fantasy. Pick up Baltimore D because Nate Peterman is playing football. For the Buffalo Bills. I, I'm trying not to laugh Vinny, at, at hearing that. ESPN ranked Buffalo, uh, the second-ranked defense that came out with their rankings at 3 o'clock, second heading into the week. So, I mean, Buffalo, DFS, stream the hell out of them. And uh, what's the spread on that game? It is sure, seven. I'm sure you got to love the Ravens. It is game. seven. It's so in Baltimore? It is in Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. They're only giving seven to Nate seven. Peterman? That's seven. a lot. Tease them down for sure. I already did. Money line. <laughs> even the, I like the seven points, too. Baltimore is a mortal lock against Nate Peterman. And uh, I want to say the Saints at home against Tampa Bay and Fitzpatrick are nine and a half. So you could tease them with it. I know you like to do one tease one down, tease one up. Yes, but yeah. Usually, I, yeah, I like the. I don't like doing double down, but I mean, you're getting two guys on a money line. That's more discount than a parlay. You, you should do that. I like. I'm with you there, especially because we're really betting at the expense of the Bucks and right. Bills. So I like. I like, I like chances, the play. Right, you should hit that. Seven <laughs> uh, twelve here over the top sports. We do have Robbie D calling in in a few minutes, uh, Vinny. Before we get to our predictions, um, NFL notes. Uh, just a few notes to talk about that came out yesterday or today, or even the Mac trade. We'll get into uh, on Saturday that happened. The Jets. Uh, named what everybody knew was coming after the Bridgewater trade, Sam Darnold as the starting quarterback for the season. Yeah, I'm no surprise with the Bridgewater trade. I wasn't here when you guys were touching on that on Saturday. Do you think the Jets could have got more than a third-round pick? No, I think that's a steal, man. You basically brought somebody in a uh, million dollars, right? I think his contract one year. He was gone after this year anyway. You basically bought a third-round pick for a million dollars. How mad would you be if you're a Jet fan and let's say – Aaron Rodgers gets hurt week one, and then they trade a second-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater or something. How bad would you be if you're a Jet fan you see the Saints flip Bridgewater for more than that third-round pick? It's possible. It could certainly happen. And, uh, I mean, I, again, don't understand why Jacksonville didn't go get him just to start over Bortles anyway. <laughs> but um, They like Blake. He's their man for some reason. Yeah. I mean, he did get him to an AFC championship. But I, I shouldn't say the he got him there. got them there. Should, but, but he was the quarterback. He won those That's games. Great. But but listen, uh, some people think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is worth more. There's a lot of Jet fans who are mad they only got a third-round pick out of it. But, I mean, get a grip. I think getting a third-round pick was outstanding, and I don't think the Saints are going to flip him. I actually think they want him to be uh, Drew Brees' uh, successor over there. It's possible. It certainly is. And they have a few kids over there. They have a kid, uh, Hill is his last name, and he's a quarterback. And he even played tight end for them last year just to get on the field a little bit. So very interesting, Sean Payton, what he does over there. Right. Vinny, Royce Freeman is the number one back, which everyone knew was going That's to happen. That's our boy, Mike. Yes, sir. Over Devontae Booker, who is just garbage anyway. But <laughs> Royce Freeman, the number one back in Denver. And you have to think after the McKinnon injury, which we'll talk about in a minute, he's got to be a top 10 back here, you think, for fantasy heading in. I think so. I mean, 10 might be a little too high, but he's definitely that back end. He's no he's no worse than a 15 for sure. sure. Uh, this is a guy who's been going, what, round four? He's a lot of people's running back twos. Yep. He's going to be a running back one here, I think, yeah. because, I mean, the Denver Broncos really produce some pretty good running backs. They love to run the football over there. And this guy's got a lot of talent over there, so I'm glad to see him get the chance. He's my RB2 in all my leagues. 
and that's a big steal for me now with him being officially the number one back. Jarek McKinnon uh, torn ACL, man, Tough after blow. a four-year, $30 million deal, and it uh, really sucks. It happened when most drafts are done, fantasy-wise, and, and if you're San Francisco, you shelled out $30 million for this kid. You have to be excited at the potential of him. Jimmy Garoppolo there. You have to be just, Vinny, everything going on. You bring in Richard Sherman, um, and now this. So what happens now? That's a tough hit. I always praise the McKinnon. I love them over there. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Alfred Morris, correct? Yes, yes. Alfred Morris. Or Matt um, Breda, who's on the roster as well. Or Breda. I don't know. Like, uh, we'll see. I don't like those guys. Uh, McKinnon, I thought, had a big chance to be a big player over there with Jimmy G and San Fran. Very tough blow, especially it didn't happen in preseason or anything yeah. like that. It was just a freak ACL injury in practice and uh, tough blow for everybody who drafted him before this news. Uh Guys to own standard, you want Morris, PPR, you want Breda. Um, listen, I would be – whichever you have, I'd be trading to the McKinnon owner. Uh, he's probably desperate. Uh, Vinny, Nick Foles, after all the hiding from Doug Peterson, he will start week one. Uh, Doug Peterson was kind of a dick to the media. Call it what it was, but he was a bit of a dick to the media and didn't want to announce it. But we all knew it was going to be Nick Foles. Doug Peterson and Nick Saban hate the questions about their quarterback yeah. being asked. And uh, Nick Saban attacked the reporter about that. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, and then apologized. Yeah, well, it. he had to apologize. You know, he didn't mean that apology. Yeah. But um, I, I love that he said that. Think about how annoying that is. He can't go to any press conference without everybody bringing it up. Let me do whatever I want to do. I'm Nick Saban. Lay off me. You know, Doug Peterson, he, had, he has the runaway MVP last year, you could say, and then the Super Bowl MVP now. But it goes with Nick Foles now. We kind of all saw that coming for week one. That spread, though, dropped a full point. Did it really? The Eagles minus three and a half. Now the Eagles are giving two and a half. Now that Foles had that brutal preseason, and he's been now named the starter for the Eagles. And I will tell something that you said a while ago. Listen, it's going to be a banner night, a lot of emotions, a lot of high. Atlanta's going to come in hungry. I, I kind of like Atlanta Atlanta's winning there. the game. I kind of like Atlanta Atlanta the game. There. Tease them up, too. You get them over a touchdown. I'm telling you, they're going to win that game outright. Vinny, we already talked about Nate Peterman week one, which is just an absolute joke. But <laughs> this could be why, Vinny. He's going up against the first three weeks. Ravens, Chargers, Vikings. So, A, I'm betting all three. Uh, and secondly, <laughs> sure. perhaps they're just trying to save Josh Allen from getting killed from these three teams. I think you're you're on to something there. That probably has a lot to do with it. I mean, all you've been kept hearing was Josh Allen was ready, but he actually showed some glimpse of hope in the preseason. Uh, I think you're 100% right. Those three defenses are keeping him away from them because they don't want him to look bad, shatter the kids' confidence. He'll be in there probably after those three weeks. You're on to something. When they're 0-4, they'll call the kid in. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys cut Dan Bailey. Surprised? Very, I mean, that's a kicker. Very, very surprised. Me too. Very Me surprised. Too. Uh, and then bigger shock, Davis Webb getting cut or Paxton Lynch? Uh, Paxton Lynch didn't surprise me. I mean, the only thing they want to keep on is because he was a first-round pick. Right. But he sucked. Chad Swag Kelly overseed him on the uh, depth chart. So this guy really showed that he was just not a good quarterback. Kid out of Memphis. He didn't have it. First-round pick, bad pick by Elway. you got to cut your losses here. He's gone. I was very surprised by Davis Webb. Third-round pick last year, and he's gone. I completely agree with very you. Very surprised. A lot of people thought he really was going to be Eli's uh, successor over yeah, there. Yeah, one of the Giants, I forget who even said, he makes every throw in practice. This is the next guy, but clearly not. I all, never liked him, so I really don't really All-new regime, man. You want your own guys in there. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Gates, back with the Chargers. We all knew it was going to happen, but still, even though we knew it was coming, caught us off guard when it did happen yeah i'm happy to see him like i said he's a hall of famer and um i see you think he's a guaranteed lock for seven this year oh yeah easy i see you easy. people that yeah uh i don't know how i'm gonna take the hammer to that you're gonna take the hammer huh? oh yeah okay six touchdowns we'll keep an eye on that um i don't you know no hunter henry this guy is gonna play when you get into the 20 yard line or closer to the end zone he is a big target in that red zone and I think he is going to absolutely still just, he knows all the plays. He is going to dominate in the red zone. And obviously, Phil Rivers has no 
had a better connection with anybody exactly. on the team than Antonio Six touchdowns. So, uh, okay, that's possible. We'll see about that. I'd like to see him have a good year because he's been one of my favorite tight ends to watch. So it's good to see Gates back. I really agree with you, Vinny. And then the last thing I have just on football notes is the Raiders. A couple notes with the Mac trade and just John Gruden taking over the Raiders in general. He now has the oldest team in the NFL. That's the roster he's put together. 27.4, that's the average age. Uh, they just signed uh, Brandon LaFell today, so I'm sure that went up. I don't have the number now. Chucky loves his vets. Yeah, Chucky's an idiot. <laughs> uh, he traded Mac, who leads all edge rushers uh, in pressure since 2014, traded the 79th overall pick for Martavius Bryant, and then cut him. And then he drafted tackle Colton Miller over Darwin James. And we don't know how these kids are going to turn out, Vinny, but Darwin James is a hell of a player. Yeah, the Raiders, a lot of head scratchers lately. And that Khalil Mack, they lost that trade. I don't care if you got two first-round picks. I know that's very valuable in the NFL. But when you want to talk about valuable, this guy is a top-three defensive player in football. And just trade him off like that. And just because you couldn't pay him, I don't understand why. Maybe the car contract messed that up. They can't afford the two big contracts. But with the cap going up next year, you just traded your best player on your team. That is a bad look for the franchise. That's a bad look for them moving to Vegas. It was a big head-scratcher. And also... The return wasn't even good. You could put that exact trade the Raiders and the Bears did in Madden, and Madden will reject it. <laughs> and, the, and this is a real trade that happened in the NFL. So uh, they definitely lost that trade, and I was high on the Bears to begin with. I'm only higher on them. I completely agree with you. And I think we have Robbie on the line. Rob, how are you? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hello, Robbie B. Same old. Uh, so now 720 over the top sports. And before we get to the awards, let's just announce to everybody that's following, and we'll put it up on our Twitter. This Sunday, chance to win the Antonio Brown jersey. We want to know who scores the first touchdown. You want to pick a defense, a wide receiver, a running back. Uh, I really don't give a damn. It can't be a quarterback uh, unless you're going to put rushing, rushing. right? A quarterback has to be rushing, sure. Uh, you pick who scores first. If there's more than one, we'll announce it on Monday's show. We'll put them into a hat and pick it out. But we are giving away a signed Antonio Brown jersey. Yeah, you can't miss that. And we'll have the rules up on our Twitter. So everybody check in with that on Sunday. It's going to be a nice one. Antonio Brown giveaway jersey, man. He's signed. It's a great jersey. You want to get involved. I can Let's go! And, uh, Let's go! <laughs> uh, I did save one more thing for Rob to come on the air here. One more point, Vinny. Le'Veon Bell, and I'll start with you, Vinny, before we go to Rob. Le'Veon Bell still has reported. There's a game on Sunday. Uh, a, in fantasy, you're sweating. And B, if you're the Steelers, he's not going to be – he could be in shape. He's not going to be in football shape come Sunday. To me, he's really, you know, screwing over his team here. Rob, I'm going to toss this one to you. Remember week one when we were in Dallas, you were kicking yourself around, yelling at him that he was a bum not reporting because his week one stats weren't there. So I'm going to throw this over to you and uh, just take it away here. I know how you feel, and I want to hear it. Well, listen, it was uh, week one and week two he was bad, but at the end of the year he was getting 30 points a week. He was winning people games when it mattered. I guess, you know, in the moment you get mad that your first-round pick or your keeper is not doing great, but, uh, you know, you're not playing for week one. You're playing for, the you know, the whole season. So I guess i got to get over that. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, he took the opposite approach of Odell Beckham to hold out and get his money. But you know how long wide receivers I – mean, I'm sorry, running backs last in this league, guys. So – um, you know, when it comes down to it, I, I still think he'll be fine. I still think he'll be fine. We'll see, man. Uh, listen, as far as his first week goes, I'd be a little nervous. Rob, I agree with you. He with does what this you're every saying. year. There's a suspension. There's something going on. Right. He just doesn't get along with the first two weeks of the season. Uh, and who knows what he's going to give another team who now sees this as well. And another uh, marijuana, uh, you know, infraction, and he's suspended anyway. So uh, I don't think he's going to get the money that Gurley got or the money that he wants. But Let's move on, guys, to the awards, uh, our predictions, and uh, let's start off with MVP. 
All right. You know who I got. I'm going to be a um, little talk here. I'm taking the same guy who won it last year, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Why are you taking Brady? Because he's the best football player I've ever seen, the greatest quarterback of all time, and everybody doubts him, and I know the offense isn't all there, but this team is it's going to be on his back. He's going to be throwing just as much. I don't care if the receivers aren't as stacked as they were last year. This guy just doesn't throw. There's a lot of interceptions, and everybody's a candidate. So I'm just going to take him to do what he does yep. best, and he's going to win back-to-back MVPs, even at the age of 41. Rob, who's your MVP? Aaron Rodgers. He is the best player in football these days, not to take anything away from Brady, but you're going to see the difference Rodgers makes being back, hopefully, for 16 games with Green Bay. I said it on Saturday. They're going to win the division. He's the reason why. He is the best player. He is the best player. Yeah, and I'm going to go chalk, too, with Rodgers, guys. Uh, listen, he just got paid. Uh, you saw a 4-1 and team last year, then go down, uh, you know, the shitter after he got hurt, to be quite honest. So, to me, I have them make the playoffs. I have them trying to make a run at this thing. And for that to happen with that roster, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. He is also the Vegas favorite for betting odds for MVP at plus 500. Carson Wentz, plus 700 is two. Brady, 850. A couple notables I want to throw out there. Yep. Uh, number one running back is Todd Gurley at plus 2,000. Rob, your boy Andrew Luck is plus 2,800. And Russell Wilson, plus 2,200. Uh, Watson at plus 1,500. Just a couple notables to throw out there for MVP. And uh, most of those guys, all offensive players. So give me, Vinny, your offensive player of the year. I'm going to be chalk again. Same guy who won it last year. Todd Gurley. I think he's going to have a better year than he did last year. I think they like to space out the quarterback, I mean, uh, the MVP and the offensive player. I think Todd Gurley's going to have a lot of touchdowns this season. I think his numbers are going to be better than last year, so he'll get the award. Rob, who's your offensive player of the year? I mean, it would be easy for me to say Rodgers with the MVP, but I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins um, because I think that he might be – the best wide receiver in the league this year as far as fantasy points go. Just to be a little bit different, um, I think with Watson back, you're going to see him have maybe a 1,600-yard, 15, 16-touchdown uh, season. Uh, wide receivers really don't win it much, so I'm sure that the odds are very, very low on him. But uh, I just mostly I love the season that I think him and Watson are going to have together. Only one wide receiver has ever won as a player of the year, and his name is Jerry Rice. Uh, Rob, I was going to go – DeAndre Hopkins, but I will switch that now, and I will throw somebody that I bet you Vinny doesn't even have the odds for. I'm going to say it's Devontae Adams. I think this guy is going to have a monster season with Green Bay. Uh, I think you're looking at uh, a Jordy Nelson in his prime type season with Green Bay. So, for me, I was going to go Hopkins for the same reason you said, a full season with Watkins, but uh, with Watson, excuse me. But uh, I'll go Devontae Adams because I think you're looking at a top three wide receiver at the end of the year. I think the Packers are so bad. I think they are such a terrible team, but they just have a superiorly supreme quarterback, which is obviously the most important position in football. Do you so the odds are, no? I don't have odds for offensive player of the year. I got oh, odds good. for the rest, though. All right. Uh, defensive player of the year, Vinny, give me that. Joey Bosa. The guy was an absolute monster. And for anybody who plays fantasy uh, defensive player of the year, he's, uh, he's the number one guy for defensive players for that. And uh, he was an absolute monster last year. And I expect him to replicate what he did last year and win the award this year. Robbie, who's your defensive player of the year? The most charitable man in NFL history, J.J. Watt. I'm waiting for a season where he can play 16 games. This guy changes games there in Houston. Uh, They're a team that I really like uh, this season, and I think J.J. Watt's going to be a reason that they go somewhere. He's as important to that team as Deshaun Watson is coming off an injury. So if Watt can stay healthy, that city's going to be so behind him, and I think he's going to be the best defensive player in football once again. 
They're uh, giving a lot of hardware to the Houston Texans. I hope you're right, actually, Rob, because of J.J. Watt and what he did. And, uh, you know, you want to see him healthy. You want to root for that guy with everything he does off the field. Um, for me, it's going to be Khalil Mack, guys. And, uh, listen, with what they have now at the linebacker uh, position, I just don't know how teams are going to stop him, to be quite honest with you. I think he has a monster year in Chicago. I think he's going to go out and play with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, so, to me, it is going to be Khalil Mack at the end of the year. J.J. Watt is the favorite, Rob, at plus 500. Joey Bosa's next, plus 550. Aaron Donald, also 550. Khalil Mack, also 550. And two other notables, uh, Von Miller is plus 900. And uh, Jalen Ramsey, plus 1,400. I figure I'd throw him in there as well. Yeah, well, Jalen Ramsey, uh, enough said. I won't get into that. <laughs> uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, I'll be uh, interested to see if any of us have a different answer. Yeah, but Vinny, go ahead. The same. I'll keep it plain and simple. I'm taking the second overall pick in the NFL draft. We're going with Saquon Barkley. Rob, who's your Offensive Rookie of the Year? Sam Darnold of the New York Jets. He's the youngest quarterback ever to start week one in the um, – regular season in the NFL history. Um, I think that the Jets might win six or seven games, which is not a lot, but it is a lot for this team that they have. Um, Saquon, we don't know what the Giants offensive line is going to be right now. They haven't had a running game in years. Barkley will be a close second. Um, who am I kidding? I'm just trying to be a little bit different. But Sam Donald, uh, I'll be a little bit different. It's Sam Donald. All right. And Vinny, have the odds for that one? All right, you're, just, you're just going Barkley, right? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. I didn't I am Saquon. Saquon is number one at plus 155. Baker Mayfield plus 600. Sam Darnold plus 750. And Rob, honestly, that's a pretty good bet. It really is. Quarterback. So quarterbacks got a lot of love here. They got the the flashy numbers that everybody loves. So that's a pretty good value bet. And and, um, Josh Rosen is plus 950. And I also threw out my boy, Christian. He's a nice watch. Plus 5,500 over there. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree with you, Vinny, with that Sam Darnold one. That is money, man. And uh, Baker Mayfield, he's not even starting. He's not starting the right. season, so uh, I don't get that right there. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Vinny. Let's go. I'm taking Bradley Chubb. You know, you guys know how high I was on him, and I think the Browns made a very, very silly mistake passing on him. Uh, who knows how Ward's going to be, but this guy is a absolute monster. He's going to the Denver Broncos. We all know that they're a, usually a great defense every year. He's going to rush the quarterback. This guy's a stud, and he's going to run away with this defensive player of the year. He's going to be a force to reckon with for many years to come as well. Rob, your defensive rookie of the year. You pretty much stole all of my points. I'm going Bradley Chubb, too. He was um, the guy that the Browns should have taken over Denzel Ward. Um, Broncos pass rush always, you know, got a recent history of being great. He's just going to add to it. He wins defensive rookie of the year. And I'm going to go with uh, another Bear, guys. I'm going Raquin Smith, or how the hell you say his first name. (laughs) Yeah, Raquan, whatever. Uh, Smith on the Bear. Um, listen, this is somebody that can really rack up a ton of tackles. By the end of the year, you could be talking about, um, you know, looking at it impressive in a rookie standpoint, but also just a linebacker standpoint, impressive. Now he's got Mac on the side. People have to scheme for him. Same reason why I picked Mac to win defensive player of the year. And now things open up for him. I think a ton, a ton of tackles for this kid. Uh, and I think even uh, he's going to be at the, you know, not in the votes for defensive player of the year, but somebody you're talking about in the next year or two for that. So, uh, Smith is my pick, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Rob's giving out the hardware to Houston. You're giving out the hardware to Chicago. The Bears. My Bears over there. Um, Bradley Chubb is the favorite, plus 140. Roquan Smith, plus 400. Next, Minka Fitzpatrick of the Dolphins, plus 650. And Denzel Ward is also 650. Uh, listen, I think Roquan Smith and uh, Mack are going to be a really legitimate and scary 10 the years to come. And Leonard Floyd is there. Uh, that's you know, a, another a, linebacker. Bears are a good team. 
comeback player of the year, guys. Listen, uh, I'll, t- I'll go first on this one. Uh, I would hope it's Odell, <laughs> but because, again, Vinny, your point, quarterbacks get a ton of love. If Deshaun Watson plays 16 games, he will be the comeback player of the year. So I'm going to go Watson. There's an astronomical amount of candidates for this award. You look at the injuries last year. Yeah. So many people. You got Odell. Even Aaron Rodgers could win this award. Sure. Uh, Deshaun Watson, like you said, Carson Wentz. There's so many people out there. J.J. Watt, even. Um, Andrew Luck is who I'm going with, and I'm going to be oh, proud God. of this year. Andrew Luck, because I believe he's going to come back and be in some decent form. Even though I think the Colts are going to lose a lot of games this year, but Andrew Luck is going to be the guy. because He's the one who didn't play last year. Robbie, who is your comeback player of the year? Andrew Luck, baby. Oh, my God. Quarterback, he is going to light it up this year, numbers-wise. I don't think he's going to get that many wins, though. They're not that good of a team. But he's going to come back. He's going to be healthy, and he's going to be his old self. And I'm going to be very, very happy for him. Comeback player of the year, because he's come from so far down, too. I can't call Aaron Rodgers comeback player of the year. He at least played last year. Uh, Luck is the guy. Luck is the guy. Uh, and that's just um, that's just terrible on your part, guys. <laughs> Listen, now he was dealing with a foot injury, uh, just returned back to practice. To me, uh, I don't think he plays. You ready for this one? I gave it to you last year, an Andrew Luck prediction. I will give it to you right now while we do predictions. He will not play more than seven games this season. You're not giving him half a year? Seven games. Wow. Andrew Luck this year. So. All right. Comeback player of the year for my degenerates out there. Interesting <laughs> odds here. Uh, Odell is the favorite at plus 450. Wow. Andrew Luck is actually the next with plus uh, 500. Uh, two people I want to throw out there that are interesting. David Johnson. He didn't play at all last year. He's plus 600. Let's not forget about him. And then this one has tremendous value. It might be worth a little bit to put some coin down if you're a believer in him. Josh Gordon is plus 2,500 to win the comeback player of the year award. And nobody is coming back from anything more than that guy. Yeah, and uh, listen, I am a believer in Josh Gordon because I draft him every friggin' year. And, and he owns his jersey. Out. And I do own his jersey. I'll put that on Ronda for week one. But um, <laughs> I, I just don't see it happening again with all the names that you named, Vinny. And, and listen, um, before we get to NFC and AFC, just a couple names here, guys. Maybe we can go through it just to see if we missed anybody or didn't think of anybody. When we talked about Defensive Player of the Year, we gave no love to Aaron Donald. You mentioned him on odds, but you're talking about probably the best defensive player in today he won it last year so i mean if you think he's going to repeat what he did last year which he probably will the guy had a they added two i mean year. another weapon and, yeah he's got a lot of help now to only make him do any better yeah he's definitely a candidate yeah uh, aaron donald you, you gotta expect to, have to slow down from what he did last year and then for comeback player of the year david johnson rob i mean uh did he crawl i know andrew love been on him for a while now but david johnson being drafted where he is and if he puts up the production where he was drafted we will be talking about him as the comeback player of the year. Yeah, it's possible. He hasn't played in a year, so uh, his legs should be fresh. He didn't have a leg injury or a knee injury or any kind of injury that's going to affect his running ability. It was a hand or arm injury, so he should be 100% ready to go and all rested up. Uh, after hearing this, does anybody want to change their picks? Or are we locking these? And no, Actually, I'll change, I'll change my luck comeback. All right, since, go ahead. Since Rob has and um, give me Give me J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. So, J.J. Watt get a lot of love on this show. Two awards, Comeback Player of the Year from Vinny and Defensive Player of the Year from Rob. Rob, you locking yours in, or would you like to make any sort of changes? Locking it in. Locking it in. Locking it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the sound clip quick enough for that one, but I... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 
sleep. All right. And uh, Robbie, uh, since uh, you went third on all of those, Rob, let's start with you here. Give me your NFC champ. The Rams of Los Angeles are going to the Super Bowl in the NFC this year. They are locked and loaded on offense, and they loaded up on defense. They made huge strides last year. Jonathan Goff only going into his third year. You saw the strides he took last year. They added Brandon Cooks for him. They stacked their defense. They are ready to win. They even have the special teams. Zerline can make a kick from anywhere. Um, I really like um, the strides they took last year, and I think that they're going to win the NFC this year. Vinny, give me your NFC champion. And I'm with you, too. I like the L.A. Rams. I really wanted to pick the Vikings because I love that team, but I do hate their quarterback that they just got. Three years, $84 million for a guy who's never won a playoff game. He's got a great surrounding around him, but uh, the Vikings, I don't think they're going to get the one seed, so they're not going to have home field over the Rams, who will get it. They're just, like Rob said, they're too loaded. Big Mike. And here is my pick, guys. It will be the Minnesota Vikings, Vinny, for everything that you just said. You like that. (laughs) Money doesn't matter when it comes to playing, all right? That's only just a check. Money here is Kirk Cousins with that team. He's never had a team like this. He's never had talent around him like this. Kirk Cousins is taking the Minnesota Vikings to the Super Bowl. Write that down here. He's just not all that great, Mike. He won't have to be with Dalvin Cook and the rest of those surroundings. Case Keenum won 13 games. This guy's not going to win 13 games for them. He's not going to get them the. And Aaron Rodgers is playing against. They might get the bye. They're they're stacked. I don't think the Packers are good, so they're going to win that division. But uh, listen, I'm not betting on Kirk Cousins. He's never won a playoff game. He's not that good of a quarterback, but he does have everything around him that a quarterback needs. Robbie, what was your point on the Vikings there? I just said, and last year when they won 13 games, Aaron Rodgers wasn't in their way. He's in their way this year. That's not going to make it any easier. It's true also. Um, you're, you're right. But, uh, again, uh, Zimmer going into his fifth year, uh, nothing has really changed except an upgrade, Vinny, and that's right, an upgrade in quarterback. So, to me, it's the Minnesota Vikings. AFC, guys, I, I'll take this one. Uh, it'll be Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, again, going to the Super Bowl. And you could look at this list. Uh, the Steelers, I would say, will come out of the north when we did all the previews. Uh, no one above 100 in the east for me there. Um, the Chargers will be good and the Jaguars will be good. But when you look at all these teams and they have to go into Foxborough and they will have to go into Foxborough, they are not beating Tom Brady. I think this is going to be one of his toughest challenges in the playoffs. I don't think he's going to cakewalk into the AFC championship like he always does, but there's no way I'm betting against Tom Brady. That's my number one rule of betting. You don't do it. So I'm taking the Patriots to go back to the promised land against the Rams. And Roger, AFC champ. Until somebody beats them, you got to pick the Patriots. Um, so I'll pick the Patriots. But one team I'll give you that I think a lot of people are sleeping on with a chance to beat them is Houston if they can stay healthy. Um, they have that kind of pedigree where they can get to Brady, get in his face, hit him with Clowney and Watt and that defense. Um, they could use the quarterback to move a little bit, get Hopkins open, use Lamar Miller. Um, so if there's any team I think that actually might give them a scare, it's Houston. But there's no way I'm betting against New England until I see them lose in the AFC. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with that point, Rob. And uh, Watson put up a ton of points on them last year when you remember when they played. But, uh, again, Foxborough playoffs, uh, it's Tom Brady and Bill for me. Yeah, I think Houston beats them week one. I, I, I really do. I We'll talk about that. Uh, we don't know what day yet, whether it be Thursday or Saturday, but we'll give you our picks for uh, the upcoming week. And I agree, I have stayed off of that. And that spread is a tease also. It's like six and a half, which you can make down to then a half. So, uh, you know, again, take that for what it is. Uh, Rob, Super Bowl champion uh, out of your choices, the Rams and the Pats. 
The Rams, that's how you beat Brady is to get to the quarterback, hit him, get in his face. The defense can do that. The offense can put up points. It's going to be a very fun Super Bowl. I could see uh, the over-under being in the 50s, actually. I could see a lot of points being scored in that. Um, But I think that this is the Rams' time. I think that – I really, really am high on this team. I think that they did everything right that they could do in the offseason. Um, so I'm going to ride them all the way and uh, upset Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Vinny, your Super Bowl champ is rule number one. I'm taking the Pats. You don't bet against Tom Brady. And I'm on the Pats as well. Listen, they're not going to go there and lose two in a row. Uh, you're just out of your mind. And listen, they should have won last year. The ball was in Brady's hands. He had a chance to do it. And uh, he didn't get it done, but he will this year. Guys, I asked you for two other things. Uh, Rob, give me your biggest surprise team this season. It was tough, you know, when I was thinking about it because, you know, we've gone through all these, you know, different, um, you know, division breakdowns and all that, and it seems like everybody's on it. I think that everybody's really on, like, the same teams, to be honest with you guys. Um, you guys are a little bit down on Green Bay. I can't say they're a surprise team with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm just going to give you the Rams. And by the Rams, I mean like 14-2 and two type season, 15-1 and one type season playing in wow. that division. It's going to surprise you how good they play in that division. Um, I don't know if that's a cop-out to you. If not, I'll say the Giants. The Giants are going to make a push for the playoffs. And, Vinny, before I get to yours, I know Rob's got to go. Rob, give me your biggest letdown. Uh, the biggest letdown. Um, did the Dallas Cowboys count? That, they're <laughs> mine. So if you want to take them, uh, I'll look for another one. But I'm I could see them winning four or five games. I, I completely agree with you. So uh, that's Rob's picks. Uh, Goon, if he ever returns, we'll put up everybody's uh, over-unders <laughs> and uh, awards up on our Twitter for uh, Vinny's generous that would like to pick anything there. Rob, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you back uh, whenever the hell the next show is, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, who knows. All right, great show, guys. Can't wait for football in three days. Good night. Yes, sir, Robbie. See you later. Uh, Vinny, so that was Rob's picks. Vinny, give me your biggest surprise team this season. Well, Rob is damn right that I'm down on the Green Bay Packers because my biggest surprise team is the second-place Chicago Bears, led by Mitchell Trubisky and now that dynamic defense of the Bears. This is a good team, a very surprisingly good team. You look at them last year, covered a lot of spreads. They, they pissed off a lot of people who bet against them last year. I can tell you that firsthand. Now it's time to be betting on the Bears because they're not going to be getting love in Vegas, and they're going to be winning these games outright. Bears are the second wild card in the playoffs this year. They are going back to the playoffs because Mack and Smith, you don't want to mess around with. Uh, Howard and Cohen, you don't want to mess around with. And Trubisky is going to take that Jared Goff leap in his second year in the NFL. The Bears, 5-11 and 11 last year, they are my biggest surprise as they make the playoffs this year. Uh, yeah, listen, I agree with everything that you just said. And we talked about it on Saturday's show when we said, uh, Rob and I, and I remembered your point. They covered a ton at home. Their defense was so underrated at home last year. Now you add Khalil Mack, another year for Trubisky. Love Anthony Miller in the slot. Love Trey Burton. Love Nagy as the head coach. There's a lot of nice things to like about this team. Uh, For me, it's going back to the Browns, Vinny. And the Cleveland Browns will win at least, at least six games this season. Oh, we got to save that one again. (laughs) I feel from coming up to zero, six, that is enough of a surprise to qualify. There is too many weapons again on this team. You brought in Landry, the running backs that they have there. Todd Haley is now the offensive coordinator. He's an idiot, but he's uh, a 
good offensive coordinator. The weapons that you have on defense. Now, see, this is a better Browns team. Gordon is there. He'll be back as well. The Browns, you ready for this? The Browns will outright win week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, that's a statement because I can't tell you the last time they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will outright win against the Pittsburgh Steelers week one. But you have to remember, you don't play on paper. You play in real life. And the Browns look good on paper. They're probably fun to play in Madden right now. But I got to see it. Six games, uh, that would surprise me. But there's a lot of people out there who are actually expecting that out of the Browns this year. I saw that with the over-under. So we'll see. I'm still on the under Browns. They are the Browns until they're not the Browns. Uh, And then my biggest letdown, Vinny, will be the Dallas Cowboys. I have no problem taking them. Listen, Dak is overrated. Alan Hearns is not a true number one receiver. (laughs) The offensive line is banged up. The defensive line is suspended or garbage. To me, they are going to be fighting with the Washington Redskins for last place in the NFC East. They had uh, definitely one of the worst seasons. And honestly, I think them losing Bailey is a bigger deal than people make it. I know yeah. it's a kicker, but that guy was absolute money. He's he's probably the best kicker I've seen. 82% accuracy. That, that's insane. That really is insane. He's getting worked out by the Jets right now. I wish the Giants would pick him up. I but, agree. Uh, but listen, that sucks. guy's a great kicker. I don't know why they're getting rid of him, but they did nothing to get better. They had a bad draft. Dallas, they're definitely a downfall. But my letdown... Uh, with someone Robbie D said last Monday, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, I'm not sold on them. I know their defense is great, but they're, they're still the Jags to me. I know they had a miracle run, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. I think their division's a little better than it was last year, and I think Houston is that division this year. And I think it's enough for the Jaguars. I don't think they're a guarantee lock again. The playoffs. As a matter of fact, my AFC wild card picture. I don't know who I have as the second wild card in that, in that AFC. I think it's very open this year. Uh, so there you have it. Those are our awards. Those are our um, Super Bowl predictions. And those are our biggest surprise, biggest letdown. Um, uh, there you have it. So we'll put those up whenever Goon decides to come back to the show. Uh, 7.45 here, over the top sports, Vinny. Uh, let's talk a little bit baseball. Uh, we haven't. In fantasy. So before we jump, yes, go ahead. there's something I want to put you on the spot with. Oh, the yes. here. Go ahead. Um, Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) (laughs) Your boy. Oh, God. He is now part of Nike's 30th anniversary of the Just Do It campaign. Did you see? Oh, I saw. I saw. His poster is a picture of Colin Kaepernick's face, and it says, believe in something. Yes. Even if it means sacrificing everything. Yes. Just do it. So I did see this. Uh, For our 30 viewers, I will tell you how I feel about this. (laughs) Uh, Let's Um, go. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything and Nike chose this saying and first of all listen what he's believing in and what his, his reason for kneeling or the and this or whatever Vinny is police brutality he's saying in this quote uh you know believe in something which he believes there's police brutality all around and even if it means sacrificing anything and he's sacrificing he's saying not his talent he's saying that he was blackballed by the NFL for believing in all of this police brutality and therefore protesting the national anthem for Nike to go out there and make Colin Kaepernick, the anniversary uh, face for their campaign or whatever the hell this is, is disgusting because they're now uh, going and siding with Colin Kaepernick in his belief of police brutality. So you're basically aligning yourself against all of the cops in the United States of America. Racial injustice, and in fact, um, the arbitrator declined to dis- dismiss the case, as a matter of right. fact. So he's going to get his day in court. And if you ask me, this, this court case is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, because it's simply a he said, she said. Thing. Right. 
You know, there's no there's no proof of any of these owners saying I don't want Colin Kaepernick because of uh, his protest. Right. You're never gonna get that proof. So how does it even get dismissed? How is this even getting the court? How did it get this far? You know, I mean, they are opening a giant can of worms for any case for anybody who's ever been fired from a job or uh, went and applied for a job and was told no. Because now that Colin Kaepernick sued because of his lack of talent and not having a job in the NFL, they are opening the door now for everybody to use the Colin Kaepernick excuse. Yep. Uh, he thinks the owners are sitting against him, and that's why he doesn't have a job in the NFL. has nothing to do with uh, how his play was. But uh, listen, distraction. A gimmick quarterback. Distraction or not, the lawsuit is just bull. I, I just don't think he could win a lawsuit that uh, – uh, there's, there's something you can't prove. But you know what? He's probably yes. going to win it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he will. He's they'll probably going to win it. Or they'll settle. It's fine. The NFL makes tons of money. They'll give him a little something to line his pockets. Um, Nike has been out in recent years for making all their stuff in sweatshops. So now Colin Kaepernick, who's protesting the injustices of the world, is going to support Nike and wear Nike when all their crap is being made in sweatshops. Tiger Woods Everybody cheats. gets paid, right? Tiger Woods cheats on his wife. They take him away. This yeah. guy kneels for the national anthem, and yeah. he's getting uh, his own shoe brand and yeah. his own uh, advertisements and everything. I will never buy anything Nike again. Under Armour. I will now wear everything <laughs> Under Armour or Adidas. <laughs> All right. Now, now that we got that off our chest, <laughs> we, we can move into a major Absolutely race. ridiculous. It's <laughs> uh, your... always great to get your take, Mike. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, your New York Yankees. He's uh, lost today, two in a row now. Listen, the, the division, it got a little closer. It got to, what, five, five and a half? Yeah, that's it's, gone. It's out of it's reach now. Again. They will make a wild no. card. Uh, I agree with you. Um, the concerning to me, though, is now the starting pitching. Because Severino, you haven't seen the Seve of the beginning of the year. CC got hit today. Lance Lynn gave you three good starts and now can't get past the fifth. Um, there's a lot of question marks with this starting rotation. Yes, there is, and uh, some Yankee fans will say J.A. Happ should be getting this ball in the wild card game, uh, and you know what? When it comes to trusting the pitcher right now, he's the guy. I agree. He's the guy right now that I trust, um, but it's going to be really hard for Aaron Boone to throw out J.A. Happ, and if they lose that game, have to tell everybody why he didn't start Luis Severino, who was obviously the ace of the staff before right. whatever's going on. It's going to be Severino. It's, I, I'd rather go down with Severino, and then you know what? Have J.A. Happ ready to go as your next guy. But um, listen, the, the A's are red hot, and yes. if they see these Yankees, uh, they're going to be a half game back where we're not playing that wild card game in the Bronx. So this is a bigger series than Yankee fans are making it. Every Yankee fan wants to sit it back, play it cool. We know where we're going to be in October. But listen, this team has not been playing very good baseball considering they had a really easy schedule. Uh, they, they had glimpses of winning games in a row, and then they had glimpses of losing games in a row. We don't know this team's identity, and we need to figure out who is what, who's our best nine, who's our best five, who's our guys in the bullpen. We need to get everybody healthy and figure out who is what to get ready for October. And Judge, swing that today. Good news for Yankee fans. Um, listen, you want to talk about unsung heroes, Vinny. Luke Voigt, is, uh, he's been one of the guys. Riding around in <laughs> Luke Voigt's car. Uh, we'll have to get a clip of that. He is Shane Spencer of 98. <laughs> He's been pretty damn good, I must say. The guy came over from St. Louis, and uh, he's definitely outplayed Greg Bird. And thank <laughs> God, Voight's uh, been the guy, and he's actually living up to live, playing in that cleanup spot right now. You got to ride the hot bat, so good for Voight. Hopefully he keeps the production up, where we don't have to do the righty-lefty thing between him and Greg Bird. Brewers won today, and Vinny, this is their season, if you ask me. The series with the Cubs right now, four games back, a nice win today. Uh, Joe Madden ejected again for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, four games back with what's going on in the West with that wild card, and even in the East with Philly, for that matter. 
you need to be thinking, even though it might not happen, and I don't think it happens, if you're the Brewers, you have to be thinking division beat clubs. Of course you do. You don't, you don't want the wild game. And especially how many times do I say what I hate about the Brewers? Yep. I don't trust any of their pitchers in the one-game wild card. So the Brewers, they're hot, and this is the right time to get hot. They won seven of the last ten, and nobody's swinging a better bat in Major League Baseball than Christian Yellich. I completely agree with you, and we put it up on Twitter a week ago. He needs to get MVP votes or even talk. He's and, definitely in consideration now, honestly. Yeah. He's been on such a tear. I still think Javi Baez is going to get it. He I just agree. got his 30 and 100, yep. so uh, odds are he'll get it. But listen, Yelich is definitely making a case. He's been worth every damn penny Absolutely. in that trade. Uh, and, and his age, just a you're talking about now a future outfielder for the Brewers for years to come. Uh, the Dodgers, Vinny, and the Rockies now tied in the, in the West. The Rockies get two walk-off wins off Arizona this weekend. Uh, Matt Kemp on both against Archie Bradley on both. It's going to be a big series. I'm sorry, Brad uh, Boxberger, excuse me, on both. So we Kemp got um, Berger. We got DeGrom versus Alex Wood tonight. Once again, DeGrom, you're uh, NL Cy Young. You're NL Cy Young. Nola, Nola, yours. Nola got rocked uh, the other day and gave up some runs. Scherzer today gave up three runs. If DeGrom goes out there for the rest of the season, goes two runs or less, it won't even be a contest. You're a 500 pitcher candidate is up today and he's once again an underdog he is positive money when he is the best pitcher in baseball whether his record says it or not he's the best pitcher in baseball this year and he's an underdog tonight against alice wood so does he win does he lose do the mets win what's going to happen prediction uh the bullpen blows it for them i absolutely there's no doubt about it he'll go out there he'll pitch a gem again and the bullpen will lose it he'll get no run support this is a dodgers team now that's starting to win games by any way that they have to uh like we just mentioned and to me Listen, the Mets season, there's two things with the Mets season. That they haven't called up Peter Alonso, who hit a walk-off home run today in AAA, and the season is now over. And this whole David Wright situation, who's out there today fielding ground balls. So those are the two things to look at. And at the end of the year, the whole DeGrom Cy Young thing. But this team, uh, I, I don't want to say I stopped following them because I'm a Mets fan and I still will. But it's just the joke becomes bigger, Vinny. And you're probably, there's a better chance of you seeing David Wright play baseball for the Mets then Peter Alonso, easily your best prospect, who's killing it in Triple uh, A. Thirty-six home runs he finished with. He has the most home runs down there, and uh, the Rockies are standing, and they just yeah. have no intention of bringing this kid up. When uh, obviously they, they don't should. want him to sit on the bench, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, there's no one better than <laughs> everyone's right. better. Than we have him. to see Jay Bruce, Wilbur Flores. I want to see Smith. the David Wright story. That's what I want to see. I think that their motive, even though they're going to be paying David Wright, is that they're going to get people in the ballpark because of the captain. And listen, you know, I I see what you're saying with that, but I don't know if they do it because we talked about it Saturday. Because they'll be on the hook issue. with $10 million, and they have to pay into next season if he plays and even a boy, game. boy, oh, boy, do we know how cheap the New York Mets are. Yeah, but, which is uh, exactly why you won't see it. But David Wright might be in a situation. Uh, they lost their opportunity with Tebow for the ticket sales, but uh, if you really want to sell tickets, maybe put uh, the guy who's better than everybody else. He was back team, on college Alonso. game day, wasn't he? Tim Tebow. Unleash! New met Tim Tebow back on college game day this past Saturday. Uh, Vinny, the Angels last night did something interesting. They started Shohei Otani. Uh, he went about 50 pitches, two and a third innings. Um, looked brilliant for those first two innings. The third, he got into trouble there, gave up the home run to Springer because he threw him four straight curveballs. But um, I have to ask you, uh, with the Angels out of it, why are we seeing Shohei Otani pitch? I never thought he should have came back from his DL stint at all. I, I was with you. I know you felt the same way. I thought... Uh, got to really ease up on this guy because he looks like he's going to be a fragile guy. Most of these Japanese pitchers are. Um, he's unique. He definitely has better bat than I thought so he was going to have. I was like, you know, just give up the hitting. 
let's go out there and uh, just be a good pitcher, which I thought he was pretty damn good pitching. Yep. Uh, he's he's unique. He did something uh, we've only seen from Babe Ruth, not we've seen, but uh, the game scene. Right. So uh, he's he's definitely just the most interesting player in baseball. So now I forget his name. Uh, I think it's Dan O'Dowd, the GM on uh, MLB TV. Uh, you know, when he was the former yeah. Rockies GM. He came out with something very interesting, so I'll throw it past you. What if the Angels, and listen, this is a lefty bat where uh, GMs and scouts have said he can hit 20 to 25 home runs and steal 20 to 25 bags easy, easy in a full season. What if the Angels made him a full-time closer and allowed him to then play six games a week? That'd be interesting. Because now you're talking about in the back end of games, and now you're talking about a bat that you don't have to take out of the lineup the day before he pitches, or the day after, or the day of, or the day after. That is a gold idea, if you ask me. I know pitching is valuable, but uh, this team is a very right-handed dominant lineup. They need that lefty bat in there. And uh, what do you hit, 15 home runs this year? Uh, I don't have the number in front of me. I think it was 15 home runs, and that's definitely more than I thought he was going to hit this year. I completely agree with you. It's very interesting. They talked about a little bit last night on ESPN. It would just be then, Vinny, what would happen, uh, when, you know, needing time to warm up. Eighth inning, he's up there, runners on, or he's on second even. You can't pitch run for him because you need him to stay in. It would just be uh, – you would almost need a backup closer That's for probably him. why it wouldn't work because of the warm-up issue. You can't just throw him right. out there. With but the, it's very the interesting. It really is. It's, yeah, it sounds good, but I think the whole warm-up issue is what's going to hold them back of doing that. Otherwise, that would be a, a prime idea, honestly. And even if you DH'd him and took him out of the DH spot, he's still then hit. So it doesn't matter even that aspect of the game. Just very interesting point made uh, last night. Um, uh, the ESPN was talking about it down. I brought it up on MLB TV. So, now, the steals. How many steals does he have? You have some numbers up over there? No, I can pull that up for you. I don't now. think he has any steals. He can run, though, man. He I really don't know can. if he has steals. Um, it's interesting that you would run him on the base pass. I know um, Sosha loves running over there. But, so, um, he has, you ready? 15 home runs, 43 RBI, 6 steals, batting 276, and that's 239 at bat, so basically half a season. That's really not bad. So you're talking that if you doubled it, uh, you know, 30 home runs, 86 RBIs, 12 steals, you know, again, does he bat 270? And it would be eight runs scored if you doubled it. I just think he's a really good pitcher, and they need they can't they afford they can't afford him doing this. Uh, the whole double thing, you got to just let him go out there and pitch. But hey, he can do it both. He really can. He surprised me very much with the bat. Uh, it is 7.56 here. Over the top sports, we gave you our awards. We gave you the predictions. This Sunday, your chance to win the Antonio Brown signed jersey. You ju- I mean, it, basically, it's as easy as could be. You retweet us uh, with what we post with who do you think will be the first person to score a touchdown come this Sunday. That's it. First person to score a touchdown. Vinny told you the rule. If, a, if you pick a quarterback, it counts as him rushing, not throwing, rushing. That is the rule. You can pick a defense. You can pick... You want to pick a kicker and say the kick gets blocked, he runs in. I really don't give a shit. Um, that's the rules right there uh, for that. Vinny, it is 7.57. I was told that I had to ask you and ask you on the show. Uh, Pete told me to do it, not to chicken out uh, or not to not bring it up on the show. We want to know why the payout for best record in your league is only 150 It's not even what you pay into the league to get in. Because the real money is in the playoffs. So you get half your money back for your regular season. Pretty simple question. It's got to be what you put in. Then you're getting all that effort that you put in, you're getting your season back then. My your fantasy entry. rule is third place always gets their money back, not paying someone more money or the same money as third place as regular season award. Third place in the playoffs gets their Third money place back. in the playoffs.
Dallas always gets their money back. So regular season, I'm never going to pay more than third place price. All right. I guess that's understandable. So you get half your money back. I think it's a pretty nice little thing there. All right. Fair enough. The second place, best record, get anything or no? No. Best nothing. Nope. I usually, right. do, I usually do just first place, and then in football, I do most points and uh, first place. So, Pete, if you're listening, that is the uh, the breakdown of why that is. Um, two minutes to go, Vinny. Do you have any final thoughts uh, for us this Monday night? I don't have too much final thoughts. I, I was really excited about college football, though, that it's back. Uh, it's such a fun sport to bet. It really is. Um, it's, it's just great seeing teams put together resumes. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just a really fun thing. I want to see them expand the playoffs. And um, NFL, man, uh, football is finally here. The drafts are all over. It was a little hectic with all of them all, all at once. Yep. But but it's here. My guys are still healthy right now. I didn't have my kidding. <laughs> so it's, it's time to just really get your degenerate betting on and enjoy uh, the great sport of football. Your pick for tonight, is it up on Twitter yet? It is not up. Um, and the game starts at 807, though. So, so you'll have seven minutes if you get it right there. If the, any of our 30 listeners were listening, <laughs> we got a free winner tonight on that under. <laughs> Uh, and your football picks, we'll get them out. We'll, all of us will make a picks, but your bets will be out before Sunday game time. Got about 30 seconds here. Uh, like you mentioned, football starts. The Antonio Brown contest is starting as well. Uh, we are 30 days from the NHL. We are talking probably the best time right now for sports. Absolutely. And Big Mike streamers are up there. A yes. lot of names that I like. I saw two top prospects that didn't pan yes. out. I love that they're going to win people leagues Your boy, now. Tyler Glassnow. My boy, Tyler Glassnow. I'm going to bet him, too, this week now. <laughs> How do you like And Lucas Cito, your other boy. My other boy, who didn't pan out. And James Shields, like I said, he Big beat the Red Sox and the Yankees. This guy might be finally onto something. But, again, it wouldn't surprise us if he gives up 10 runs. The streamers are out. This man is money. Pay attention to him. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.